Hello again, welcome. This is the Brattlecast, a podcast all about books, old, rare, and out of print, and a whole lot more. Thanks to the nice folks at the Brattle Bookshop, a legendary spot in Boston. You have to stop by if you're visiting the city. And visiting with us today, as always, is Ken Gloss, the proprietor of the Brattle. And Ken, we thought we'd chat again about something we've talked about in the past, the Antiques Roadshow, which is in its 25th year. You've done about 20 of them. And uh, you said you might give us a little behind-the-scenes peek from the appraiser's point of view as to how the show gets put together. Well, I can speak for the appraiser's point of view because that's what I do, not the people who actually run the show. But I just thought that people might find it interesting of how an appraiser views the antique show, yeah. antiques road show and what we do. And, and I guess I'll start usually around February or March, we get a, a notice in the mail of what the cities are going to be. And then uh, we get the dates come in a little bit after that. And they, they tell you, well, which cities would you like to do? Which can't you do? Uh, now they usually do five, sometimes maybe six cities. I usually go, I'll do them all. Uh, but they, they have more book appraises than they have slots. And although I'd like to do them all, I'd like all the book appraises and I'd hate to see anyone else get cut out. Uh, but so what they do let you do when you send in your email saying, I'd like to do this one, this one, this one, you can put one, two, three, four, five. And, and one of the things as an appraiser that I look for is some, some of the appraisers say, well, okay, it's close. I don't have to pay as much to travel because we pay our own way. We pay our own car, uh, plane fare, car fare, hotels, meals. It's public television. And, and, you know, there are 75 or so appraisers at every show. So if they were paying all those expenses, it would really push it up. But in any case, uh, when my wife and I, what we usually look at is we don't want to go to necessarily the biggest city, the easiest place to go to. We pick places like Fargo or Boise or Omaha. And because... I want to go someplace where I'd never gone before, or I would never ever think of going anyways. And uh, so we try to go to off the shoot uh, places. The other thing that I look at when I'm trying to select my one or two or three, sometimes the shows are two or three weeks apart. Sometimes they're only a week or 10 days. And I sort of look at the ones that are close together. And I say, can we make a good road trip out of this? Is it close enough that you can right. rent a car and drive? And who would have ever thought that some of the fun road trips my wife and I have had is driving from like Sarasota to Tulsa or driving from Birmingham to Austin. But you get to see parts of the country you'd never see. So my thinking when I'm choosing is, okay, can we make a road trip out of it? Is it a place we haven't been to and seen? I'm fortunate in that usually my wife comes with me. And usually, since I'm the boss, we can go a day or two early at least and actually see the areas and places we're going. So that's one of the things that goes into our choosing. Uh, that was a revelation. You said you and your wife and you're the boss. Wait a minute. Did I hear that right? No, no, I'm the boss at work, <laughs> I know. so I can say we can take a day off. I know, no, I know, that, I'm just kidding you. You know where I, I was going. I, I know where you're going with that. Okay. And it's actually, uh, my wife and I, we get along pretty well. 
No, and I, I know what she yeah. does well. Yeah. And she knows what I do well, and we stay out of each other's oh, way. Oh, she's most great. Of the time. She's she's true. I just having <laughs> some fun with you. So I have a question, uh, and and again, I've seen the show many times. It's it's terrific. Are are you as an appraiser given advance knowledge or warning as to what you're going to be looking at? Obviously, you're going to appraise books and things, but do you have a, a heads up before you go on camera? For the for ninety nine percent of it, absolutely no. Uh, you don't. And and this is what I was going to say. The next part of the the uh, sort of telling what the background of it is is okay. We've paid our way. We see what cities we get. You know, hopefully we've cho- gotten some of the ones we choose. But then you you get to the show. You get to the city the day before. You you have to be at a meeting on Friday. We try to get there even a little earlier. One of the great things that's fun with us is since we go a little early, a lot of times the Antique Roadshow comes out of Boston. So we get to know the crew many times because we're on the same flight. So there are people with us on the flight and it's social and fun. But the way that show works is you usually appraise, now it's sort of at museums and special places. It used to be convention centers on one day from about 7, 7.30 in the morning till 6.37 at night, uh, anywhere from two to 5,000 people come to a show. Each person has two items uh, and you have just appraised and appraised and appraised. And of course, you want to get on TV. I mean, as an appraiser, we want to get on TV. We know the guests do too. And the ideal day for an appraiser at the Antiques Roadshow is at about, the show opens at about 7.30. At about 7.30, eight in the morning, someone comes in with something. And in order to get on the show, it usually has, the item itself has to be something interesting that has a story with it. Ideally, the guest has a story to go with it. Uh, the, The thing about the guest is hopefully they don't know everything there is to know about it to start with. Because if you get a sense of that, in many cases, it's like, I can't tell you anything. You can tell me about it, but there's no story to go with it. So if someone brings in a very valuable item, but you know they just bought it at an auction two weeks ago and they spent tens of thousands of dollars, they know that, they know what it's worth. So you're not looking for that. You're looking for the story. A question. Uh, this is fascinating. So is there no pre-screening of people? They, in other words, it's open to people, assuming they get tickets or whatever, to come in, and even the producers don't know what that day is going to reap? Is that it? That's exactly what it huh. is. And 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 the only screening is that you have to get tickets. Right. You can't come in without a ticket. But those are given out earlier by lottery. Uh, in some cities, you know, they'll have three or 4,000 slots and 30,000 people apply. So the tickets can be at a premium, uh, but those people come in. There are a few items that come in early. Some of the big, huge furniture, people send photos in and some of the appraisers go through the photos. So they know they that maybe one in 10 chance of that, but that's only 99% of what comes in is just coming in. Okay. So for an appraiser, the ideal situation is someone 7.30, 8 in the morning comes in, they have a great item, they don't know everything there is to know about it, or what they you can tell that they do know isn't right or you can add to it. You At that point, you call a producer over, 
The producers come over, they talk with you and the guests separately to see what everybody, everything is. And at eight o'clock in the morning, they go, this is great. Go on TV. Going on TV, you, you end up going to makeup, you go to this. So by nine o'clock, maybe you've taped something. Well, then the rest of the day is easy because you've already been on TV. You've already taped. It's if something else great comes in, that's fine. But you know you've taped something. So the rest of the day, it's a lot of fun. Quite honestly, if something really else good comes to you, because it's very random. When people are lining up at a table, there are three book appraisers and multiple appraisers. And the normal thing that we do is a courtesy. You never know. Like someone could be walking up to you <clears throat> and have absolute junk or just something they want to know about. And it's fun and nice, but not good for TV. And the next person goes the next way and they have something spectacular. But let's say you've already taped. What usually happens is let's say that next person with something spectacular comes in. Usually you don't say anything and you look to your left or your right and you say, have you taped? Have you taped? And if they say no, you sort of pull them aside. Look, I've got a person. It looks like something good. Why don't you take it? And hopefully you'll get on TV. But opposite that, let's say you're there at four or five in the afternoon and you haven't taped. Things get a lot more tense. Gee, is something going to come in? Are you going to get on TV? And, you know, you've spent the time and effort to get there and nothing comes in. And there are shows when we've gone through the whole show, yeah. gone to the city, got in there and not taped anything, and you have no chance of getting on TV. I, I was about to ask you that question. Happen. Just, you know, you've got 20 under your belt. Uh, what's, what's your track record, Ken? Do you have a... Uh, I'd say, well, the other thing I will say is the producers who decide what's going to be on, as the day goes on, they sort of know who's taped a lot. They know what's come and they try if they can. I mean, they're not going to put you on with something that's not going to work for TV because that's their job. But sometimes they'll try to give you the benefit of the doubt on things. And yeah. I have to admit, they're very nice about it. Sometimes that works out for them. Sometimes the the produce the guest the guest and the uh, appraiser are stretching trying to yeah say, ah, well it, it speaks uh, highly of the public television people because you're putting out your hard earned money to get there and you know get the lodging and all that so it's an investment that you're making but uh, aside from that uh, you you must because you're a, a gregarious person we all know that you must have some wonderful friends uh, from across the country just through that show I would imagine. Well, that's, that's one of the great things about it is many times we'll talk to friends and uh, are you doing Nashville? Are you doing Fargo? Are you doing this? Okay. And even ahead of time, we'll say, why don't we go out on Friday night? Or are you getting in early? Uh, if you're getting in early, we were planning on going to a trip to this national park. You want to come with us? And, and so there's a tremendous amount of socialization, uh, one of the most popular places to meet appraisers is go to the bar at the hotel. It's usually quite crowded and everybody's having beers or drinks or whatever. And so the sociability of it is a lot of fun and dinner arrangements. 
And we've made a lot of really, really good friends at the Antiques Roadshow. Now, I, I want to tell you, though, getting back a little bit to the uh, what what happens at the show is so early in the morning, like I say, it's ideal if you get something. And there was one city I remember. I, matter of fact, I remember definitely it was Kansas City. And this man was in at about 8.30, maybe nine in the morning. And he had a few things. He had a, a rosary beads and he had a couple of things signed by Pope John Paul. And, you know, which are nice, but, eh, you know, whatever. It wasn't going to be TV stuff. Then he pulls out photographs. This man was the pilot that flew the Pope and his entourage all around the country back in the, I think it was in the 70s. About, when they did yeah, that 79 or 80, right, right. Yeah, it, it was, but he's starting to tell stories about the entourage and what was going on behind the scenes. And then there's this one fabulous, fabulous photo. He's a pilot. So he's in the pilot seat in the cockpit. The Pope is in his vestments right behind him with one leg way up in the air and reaching over this man's shoulder. In other words, this it wasn't the Pope standing there with his ring and people kneeling and kissing the ring. He's up one leg in the air, reaching over this man. The man, the pilot had his Bible in his hand and the Pope is reaching over, signing it. And I'm going, this is fabulous. It's nine in the morning. The, the Pope, the pictures, the story. And I go, great, let me see the Bible. And he goes, oh, I didn't bring that. <laughs> and I go, yeah. And I go to him and I go, can you go home and get it? We're goes, talking no, TV here. Box. Oh, that's funny. It's in a safety box. And it was so, and I'm going, that was, you know, this was going to be one of the, maybe one of the appraisals they'd even feature when they were advertising the show. And I go, oh, well, later on in the day, someone did bring on something. I did get to tape something, but it was, you know, it was just, <laughs> it was fun. So, so, but then as an appraiser, though, many times you go out to dinner, you socialize, you travel, you have fun. So the shows, even the ones, and I'd say I'm probably good for about 80% that I've gotten on. There occasionally I've done appraisals that, you know, you watch the show and you go, wait a minute, they didn't use that one. And in almost all of the cases when they've done that, I've known what the appraisal was. And I've said, you know, it wasn't that great in appraisal. It didn't come off right. Maybe the guest wasn't that great, or maybe the item, or it just didn't work. And so sometimes even when you've, uh, they, they cut it, uh, and we don't necessarily know. And of course, each show has three hours of TV. So even if you tape once, you're only on one third of the time. Uh, and then, you know, we fly home. A lot of the uh, crew and so on are on the same flight with us flying home. Uh, I remember there was, and, and these are the type of stories that come out of it. I remember there was one flight. I was alone. I wasn't with my wife this time, but I was on the flight with a number of the crew. And uh, we, I think we were flying out of Bismarck, North Dakota. And we're on a small plane. I think it was flying probably to Minneapolis, which would be a hub thing. And so it was a smaller maybe 50, 60 people in the plane. And we're out at about 45, maybe 15, 20 minutes. And uh, the plane 
the pilot announces, we're going to turn around and go back to the airport. Nothing to worry about. And of course, I'm looking out the window when we're landing, and there's all sorts of emergency equipment all over the runway. There's uh, fire engines, there's uh, foam places. I'm going, oh, Jesus. We landed, it was safely. I, they never told us what happened, but I think the landing gear never went up. And so they couldn't keep flying, but it was like, gee, that, that's an interesting thing. But so from, a, from a, an appraiser's point of view, also a lot of the people who come into the roadshow with items, they're fun. They're, they're there having a great time at the show and we're there telling them what they have, what they don't have. Most of them, I would say the large, large majority, when you tell them, gee, your item might be personal, it might be this, it might be that, but it's not going to make it for TV. Most of them are just so happy to be at the roadshow. They wait in line a long time, but they say the fun part is talking to everybody else in line, seeing what they have. Sometimes they even meet up afterwards and say, what happened with your item and what happened with yours? And we're sort of seeing this all go on. And then there's every once in a while, you get somebody who, well, when you put me on TV with this, this is the way we're going to do it. And it's like, wait a minute, I haven't even seen what you have. One man actually came in with a script. He goes, you'll say this, and then I'll say that, and then you'll say this, and then I'll say that. Wow. And, and it was like, wait a minute, what you have, no, it's, it's not, what do you mean it's not going to be on TV? <laughs> so you get a few pushbacks, but that's a lot of what's going along behind the show with with the appraisers. Uh, you know, a lot of times when you're done on on whatever the day you're appraising, you go back, you meet all, everybody at the bar. How did you do today? What did you get on? Oh, I had this fabulous thing. It was this, and the person was great. And then someone else goes, well, nothing really came in. It wasn't that great. Uh, and you're sort of recounting all of that. And sometimes that's for half an hour show. And then people sort of group together and go out to dinner. Sometimes two, four, uh, six or eight people get together. And it's just a lot of fun. And a lot of the appraisers who do the show, they do it because they love the show. They, it's very good for business. It's good for your prestige. But if it wasn't fun, a lot of them wouldn't be doing it year after year. Also, too, you never know beforehand necessarily if there are three appraisers doing it. There are six or seven book appraisers. You don't necessarily know who you're going to be with that day, the next day. And you go, gee, I hope I see this person this year. I hope I see that person. Uh, or sometimes when it gets a little quiet, sometimes you don't have a big line in front of you and you're next to the prince where you're next to them, you're sort of watching what the other appraisers are doing and the way their guests are going. And so it's a lot of fun. And that's one of the things I like to emphasize. Great behind the scenes stories. And it's all about the showbiz getting on TV, but you've done a pretty good job at uh, 80%. That's pretty cool. I think uh, folks could learn some lessons from you, Ken, but uh, wonderful stories. And I'm sure we'll talk further in future episodes about uh, aspects of the show, which is now 25 years going strong. 
Um, it's just a lot of fun and a lot of great people. Yeah. And a lot of the people who come in are a lot of fun, too. All right. If you'd like to know more anytime, visit brattlebookshop.com. And keep listening to the Brattlecast. We've got some great shows straight ahead. Thank you so much.